seeking collaborations with influential people, at GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you would like to support me to continue making these podcasts, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash get to know you WTF. You can click on this link in the show description. A big announcement, a new course has started called How to Get to Know You. We'll be giving away the first lesson for free on the website. The link is available in the show description. Do you have trouble getting to know others? Do you want to have deeper, meaningful conversation? Do you want others to open up to you and feel comfortable? After seven years of research and practice, this course will achieve these goals and more. And if you want a more personal approach, we have some special news. There are a few spots available for one-on-one sessions with me. Private message me on the Instagram page to receive your first free 30-minute Zoom call. Now, back to the podcast. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you, listeners, on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Alan Schneider and I discussed the question, how can we observe someone in conversation? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be discussing the episode and the responses that we received. First, a lot of responses were saying how such great energy that Mr. Alan Schneider had and what he brought to the podcast, which was fantastic. It was so great uh, discussing this topic with him and the research and the findings that we both found. And it was so interesting that one of Alan's findings was people's shoes were to tell you a lot about them. Now, for me, somebody, I never really look all the way down to the person's feet to their shoes unless I'm looking at you know unless uh you know I'm wanting to buy a pair of shoes on that day in particular and then I'm like looking around at shoes but when I meet people I'm always focused on their body language and I'm focused on their expressions and and their hands and you know usually the the upper part of their body and not the lower part so it was interesting how that's that's uh that research study showed that people's shoes tell you a lot about them the other interesting thing that we that i found was that people hiding their hands so when people were to hide their hands they you, that was indicating that they had something to hide so they were like or lying or something like that so it was interesting how these different research dif- different things that we found indicated different things now or even other research suggesting I continued and did some further research. I didn't mention this in the podcast, but when people put their hands on their mouth, it's indicating as well that they um, that they may not be telling the truth. But if I look at my own behavior and I look at others' behavior, sometimes, you know, you put your hand on your face, if you, especially if you're leaning on a table and your hand does cover your mouth slightly a bit, even, even when you're talking. And like, you know, that's my, my, my thinking hand. And it's like, oh, I'm thinking. And so I tend to touch my face. So it's not necessarily... 
uh, you know, one thing fits all and, you know, this is not a this is not a standard normalized thing. So people can do these behaviors and and not be um, and not show exactly what the research is showing. So that was that was interesting. This is a very interesting question. How can we observe someone in conversation? So if you when you have conversations, a lot of the time you are subconsciously observing somebody, but you're not consciously observing them. So you're maybe you know typical things is if someone's cross their arms across, they're not open to, you know, letting you into their space. And But slowly as you talk, you can notice that their arms come down and they feel more comfortable. Another thing is people's feet, if they're towards you, means they're more open to you to also enter their space. But if they're, you know, their feet are away from you, it's like they want to get away from the conversation. So, you know, Sometimes if you are aware of these things or you can tell just by the vibe, I think a lot of people tend to just go by the vibe. It's like, oh, you know, this person doesn't seem comfortable. The energy in this in this conversation doesn't feel good. So it's like, mm, I think I'm going to cut it short or, you know, you, you that gives you an indication that it's a good or a, it's a good or a bad conversation or, or it's just not going well or it is going well. I think that's as far as people tend to think. Now, if we do take into these other things into consideration, sometimes we can um, misinterpret or overinterpret what somebody's saying. So, you know, overanalyzing something, which many of us do as well. But I think the, the biggest indicator for me is just intuition and that person's comfortable feeling. And you can feel when someone's comfortable talking to you. And you can feel like someone's opening up even more and even more in in conversation with you. And, and, you know, you may even be told, I feel really comfortable talking to you. I feel really comfortable opening up to you. And that has been said to to me, um, as you know, obviously I have the podcast, but many times people feel comfortable opening up, people feel comfortable being completely vulnerable, sharing a lot of things about them. You tend to do that also with strangers. You tend to feel comfortable opening up more to strangers. For some reason, you feel less judged, which is interesting. You feel more judged by people that you know. So there are many ways we can observe someone in conversation and many ways that we we can observe others in conversation without being in conversation with them. So you could be the third person there or you could be at a party. And you could observe two people in conversation and that can give you, that will, will give you a lot more, I think, um, than you ne- necessarily being in the conversation yourself. So you can just be the one person watching and you can see two people's body languages. You can see facial expression, both sides of the facial expression. You can see, um, you know, the level of comfort that people have with, with each other or the level of uncomfort. So I think a great indicator is if you want to get to know somebody, observe them in conversation with other people. That will really help you and see what makes them comfortable, what doesn't make them comfortable. Um, you know, obviously there's vibe of the other person that's going to be affecting that, but it's interesting, you know, observe them in many different conversations and then, you know, be aware and have some strong self-awareness when you are in conversation with them if you want to get to know them better. Now I'll read some responses where some people shared their perspectives or raised some questions. So the first response is from Sophie from Melbourne. She said, when observing someone in conversation, especially after a disagreement, is difficult. I know that if I had a disagreement with someone, even a partner, 
I want to get closer to, but due to my pride, I distance myself and want them to come to me. So my behavior will show the opposite of what I want. Fantastic, their perspective there, Sophie. And um, and um, that was so great that you mentioned that. And it's very, very common to do that. I know I tend to, I will do that myself in certain situations, not all. But maybe if I feel a bit vulnerable, something may have happened and I'm feeling vulnerable, um, I tend to like si- maybe be silent or distance myself. But actually I want some, you know, people to come to comfort me. I want people to, to come to me. But because I feel so vulnerable, it's like I close up and I'm like and I move away. But that's not actually what I need or what I want at the moment. So in interpreting that, that's – it is difficult to to interpret, even even if, if you had some kind of tiff or you had some kind of disagreement or something. It's difficult to interpret if somebody wants you or wants to get close again or wants to talk or wants to or wants, you know, things almost to go back to normal. And it's hard to interpret if somebody's behavior is is the opposite, if they distance themselves, but they actually want you to go to them. And I know it's like, oh, I know a lot of people say, but that's not a mature thing to do. If you want to speak to them or you want to go to them, you should talk to them. You should tell them, hey, you know, we should talk or, or, or message them, go, let's get dinner or let's do, let, let's do something. You should, you know, if you want them to be close to you, you should do that. But we are humans and sometimes we react in the opposite way of what we want. I want this, but then I might do the opposite. And so that's very, it's very normal and, we need to um, somehow understand that. And it's it, like in situations like that, it's, and if you can observe that, you don't want to get bitten and you don't want to misinterpret it. I understand too. It's like someone's distancing themselves or clearly they don't want to be near me or they want their space or they don't want to talk to me. You know, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But sometimes it's not the case. It's like they want to talk to me, but they don't know how or they're feeling very vulnerable. So in if you feel that that may be, may be the case, I think test it out. You don't have to be like, hey, we should talk. Like it doesn't have to be like that. But maybe if you see them in a social setting with other people, maybe, um, you know, just say, how are you? you just, you know, uh, I think touch is very good. I, I understand some people aren't, but there's a lot of research that shows if you put your hand on somebody that you touch them, it actually brings it makes people feel more calm like more connected with other people so if you maybe put your arm on their shoulder or put your arm around them or something go hey how you going or like um or what's been happening or you maybe you know something that's happening in their life or oh you know i saw you did this recently and that was really that was really great and and just see the response and it might be like oh my god i'm so happy that we're talking and and then you you know and things will just start picking up there or it might be like oh, yeah, it's good, and then it might be short and they might move away. But I think give it a try. If, 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 you're not, if you're feeling strong and the other person you see may be feeling vulnerable or they're feeling maybe you should give it a try, like what's the worst that can happen? Nothing, nothing, you know. This is going to be like, oh, no, nah. you know, they might just be like to themselves or they might open up and they might be like, oh, this is you might see them um, happy that you're talking and wanting to, you know, get close again, you know. So you need a – it's all trial and error. You need to give it a try. You can't – 
you know, a lot of the time we always wait for the other person to do something. We got to do something to ourselves, right? And I know, I know if you're the person too, that's always the one initiating and you're the, always the one that's putting yourself out there, then, you know, that part's not fair. I understand that. I have to say that I am that person. I tend to initiate a lot. I'll, I'll put myself out there. But when I'm feeling very vulnerable, I won't initiate. I'm just like, obviously, it's my moment I'm feeling vulnerable. I, I need to protect myself. But, yeah, it's all trial and error. And I think we, sh- you know, try things out, you know, put yourself out there and see what happens. Our next response is from Clarice from Barcelona. She said, um, I very much like that Alan was talking about in friendship or in a, or a romantic relationship. It is amazing when you both feel like you have someone special and they express that it's not one-sided. Absolutely, Clarice. I totally agree. That was so great when Alan mentioned that and, you know, he mentioned that about his friend. He's like, you know, when my friend talks about me, he's like, oh, this person's amazing. He does this, he does that. And, I'm, you know, I'm so happy, like I'm so grateful to have them in my life and, and it's um, vice versa. So I absolutely totally agree with that. You you want to you want friends where you feel like that. He's like, oh, I'm so grateful for this friendship. I'm so grateful for to have this person in my life. And it be a you know friendship or in romantic relationship. I think a lot of people in romantic relationships they don't they don't feel that or or they don't think that about each other. Like it's always like, oh, maybe you know, there's this thing as you know, I, I hear a lot where people think oh, but maybe there's something better out there for me. And I don't like that. You know, that really, um, for me, it's like if you're with someone, why are you thinking of something better? So then you clearly don't want to be with them. And you shouldn't, that's like, to me, it's like you're wasting the other person's time. And it's not fair on the other person because if they feel like, you know, you're amazing and and they're so happy to be with you and they and they and they you can see that they're so devoted into it. And then in your mind, in the back of your mind is mm, maybe there's something better out there for me. Well, you know, I think you should be honest with how you feel about that and you shouldn't um waste the other person's time if that's how they're feeling about you. And and in relationships like that, I don't think they last and I don't think they they grow and and they're not fulfilling and enriching and um healthy for both people involved i think you both should feel like yes no one's perfect we all have our and we're all a package and we all have our our things that we need to work on and and our flaws and things like that and and our the good things in us too but but you can still feel like oh i'm 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 so you know i feel amazing when i'm with this person and they make they're amazing and um you know, it, not they're perfect, but they're amazing. I'm so grateful to be with them. It's a package. I'm a package or a package, you know. So um, I think that was a great point to point out um, by Alan there. And it's something that we should all um, show to the people that we have around us. We should show them that we're so grateful to have them in our life and and be and, you know, it's a it's a mutual strong love there, you know. It's a mutual strong love that we're like, oh, I'm so I'm so happy to to be p- part of this person's life. Um, thank you, Clarice, for bringing that up again, and and um, yeah, that was fantastic. Our third response is from Pierre from Paris. He said it's very interesting how each one of these non-verbal behaviors is interpreted among different cultures. Great point. 
there, Pierre. Absolutely. So in different cultures, maybe, I, you know, we this is mentioned a lot, you know, eye contact in different cultures, and Alan did mention this in the podcast, like making that eye contact is showing someone I'm here, I'm present, I'm here with you. And sometimes people look up and they don't make eye contact with you or they look down or they like look around the room and it feels like they're not present in the conversation. And also in certain cultures, making eye contact will be considered rude. If you were to make eye contact and sit and have a conversation like that. So it's very interesting how these certain behaviors will be misinterpreted or interpreted in certain in certain cultures. Um, another thing is touch. It's like, well, if someone's touching you while talking to you, that may be considered that helps certain people feel at ease. And there's a lot of research to show that, uh, as I mentioned, feel at ease and feel like they can open up even more and there's a level of comfort and able to be vulnerable. But with other cultures, you shouldn't be touched. You don't get into the people's spaces. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> so that's that's another thing. So we need to be aware. And as we as I spoke about this in with the podcast with D Palatinian, we spoke about that you need to be aware of these cultural differences and see what behaviors are accepted in conversation and getting to know people in observing people and so on. So we know how to better understand others. So this is a great, I love how this point is brought up again and again, because I think a lot of people are not aware of this and they're not aware of, of how this will hinder them in getting to know other people and how, how what you're interpreting can be completely off. Like, you know, if you're looking at, you don't know someone's upbringing, you don't know what culture <coughs> they may have been brought up into. So in in best th- way to go about this is to ask questions like, oh, where did you grow up? Or, you know, what's your background? And I love asking that question, what's your background? Some people think it's like their work background, but I'm not asking them, like, what's your background? Like, where are your roots? Where are your ancestors from? Where are your grand, great, great, great parents from? And things like that. And you understand, oh, they've come from here. This Maybe there's a mix of cultures as well. And it's just grandparents from here. And this one's from here. And their parents met in another country and they've traveled to the country they're in now. And understanding all of that helps you understand the person in front of you and it helps you be more open to their behaviors and their nonverbal, their nonverbal behaviors, all their verbal behaviors too, because what they do and say is not a standard for all, from person to person in the culture of itself. So, <coughs> sorry, I'm a little bit sick. <clears throat> it's not a, um, a clear indicator. So if you're, in among your own culture, this will be easier. Uh, in multicultural cultures, people are adapted to; they tend to adapt to the person, and they don't send. There's no standard. So, growing up in Melbourne, you know, um, it's very multicultural, very international. I'm a multicultural person. I'm my parents are from Egypt, and uh, but I've I grew up my whole life in Australia. So, being a multicultural person, you're able to adapt to the person and and not have a standard in your mind you you tend to adapt and you're like "Mm, they did this okay and you don't you don't just go one one shoe fits all kind of thing 
So it, it's important to be aware of that. And thank you again, Pierre, for bringing that up. And so it, um, as I always say, these questions are always very interesting and it's great to have this. But this question, I think, is super important. How can we observe someone in conversation? And it really ties in with everything that I'm about and my course is about and um, and what I how I hope people can behave with each other and how I hope people can better understand with each other. And, you know, it's very interesting to me that the the thing that we crave the most in this world is deep connection. It's deep connection. That's why we want love because we want someone who can really deeply understand us, deeply know us, or we want, we want that deep connection. That's what we crave the most in this world. And it's an interesting too that a lot of us don't know how to deeply <coughs> to deeply get to know someone. So it's important to be aware of that and to work on that. Like, you know, if if that's the thing that we crave the most in this world, there's no courses out there that show us how to do that. There's no one there to show us how do we deeply understand someone? How do we deeply get closer to someone? How can I move through the layers of understanding this person, you know? At this point, we're at this this level of, you know, it's still in the superficial level and, you know, it's, people have so much to them. It's like, how do I get to know? How do I move through these layers? So with all this research that I have done and and this topic is super interesting to me and understanding people and, you know, improving my connections and, and interactions with others and it's something that I think we all need to we all need to be working on and improve. So, this is something that I have a lot of a lot of research in and a lot of experience in, and and being a multicultural person and living in and living in Madrid and coming across, you know, so many different people with so many different cultures and and having this strong interest to deeply develop these connections, um, gives me the ability to to create this course that I have out there and also have these one-on-one um, sessions with myself to to see for people to to improve these connections in their own lives. So if you are interested in that, again, message me on the Instagram page at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag or on the Facebook page and we can have our first free 30-minute call and see what we can do and, and how we can – improve your life thank you so much so it was also very interesting hearing these different responses and adding to the conversation we hear different questions and it's not to say it's to do with being intellectual but a matter of we all have different experiences and ways of thinking and come from different backgrounds and cultures the more perspectives we gain the clearer picture we can develop i'm very much looking forward to next week's get to know you cafe thank you for listening to the get to know you cafe If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get To Know You with Tiffany Farrak. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get To Know You Cafe to further deeper dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me to post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get To Know You Cafe.